I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Euro Trip. It is Grand Final Eve. The Eurovision Song Contest final of 2021 is merely hours away. But as you probably know by now, our coverage of Eurovision 2021 is, of course, brought to you by the brilliant Queer Brewing Project and Cloudwater Soda. So Queer Brewing is a queer-owned brewery looking to support and raise awareness for the LGBTQ plus community, all whilst raising money for relevant charities. Now, how can you support Queer Brewing, Cloudwater Soda and us here on the podcast. Well, you can go to thequeerbrewingproject.com, or one word, and use the code EUROTRIP, that's the code EUROTRIP, for 10% off Queer Brewing's merch and beers, as well as Cloudwater Soda's alcohol-free drinks, and this code is valid until July the 31st, 2021. Hosted by Rob Lilly and James Rowe, and brought to you by Cloudwater Soda and Queer Brewing. This is the Euro Trip, almost live from Rotterdam. That's right. Thanks once again for joining both me and Rob for another episode as we are coming to you from the online press centre for Eurovision 2021. It is almost the end of the week, but don't you worry. We've still got today's episode and tomorrow's episode to get you up to speed with everything about what's going on in Rotterdam as we gear up for the grand final. We've got a big grand final preview episode tomorrow, but today... Just because there's no show, it doesn't mean that we haven't got loads to come in today's episode, Rob. It is jam-packed. Of course, the jury final. 50% of the results tomorrow will be decided tonight, which is still a little bit nuts. But before then, as James said, there is so much to fit into today's podcast. We will be reflecting on what we saw in semi-final two with somebody that was in the arena last night. You know them. They've been on the podcast already this week. It's Abby Weisdorf, postdoctoral researcher. She knows all there is to know about the Eurovision Song Contest, so we'll be getting her thoughts. 
we'll be hearing from Goe, of course the Ukrainian entry who is fast becoming one of the favourites to win on Saturday night about what their hopes and chances are at taking the victory perhaps. We're also going to be speaking to somebody who is going to be reading out their country's votes on Saturday night. It's Sisi from Estonia. Friend of the podcast, of course, we've called her that already this week. The Benton family and us here on the Eurotrip. Very, very close personal friends. So maybe, who knows, we'll have a little cameo during the points tomorrow. Unlikely, though, I imagine. And also another Eurovision memory, this time from Paul and Charlie. Paul Harrington, Charlie McGettigan, the winners, of course, of Eurovision 1994. We've got all that and I'm sure much more to come here on the Eurotrip, almost live from Rotterdam. Bringing you the best coverage of the contest... This is the Euro Trip. So this is it then. The countdown begins. The grand final of the Eurovision Song Contest 2021 is tomorrow, which does mean that at the time that we're recording this podcast for you, we currently have the first dress rehearsal for tomorrow night's for tomorrow night's grand final. And my favourite bit, James, and I hope it's your favourite bit as well, uh, we're currently in the rehearsal voting, and obviously all of the spokespeople from around Europe are not there at the moment. So what we're seeing instead is two volunteers who are just alternating, pretending to be each country's spokespeople. (laughs) Two volunteers, I hope, who are making their money today, pretending to be 39 different countries i mean what a task that is i hope they don't have to use any of them on saturday night show anyway instead of any of the other fantastic spokespeople that we're going to see maybe that can be me and you next year maybe that's what we have to aspire to me and you can be the fake voting people at eurovision 2022 what an aspiration that is you're aiming our sights high there rob Thoughts on last night. We have to start with that. And we will, of course, get on to Dr. Abby's thoughts, someone who was in the arena last night shortly. But uh, Mr. Jairo, what were your thoughts on who went through, who did not go through? What a show we had last night. We've got to start with Flowrider. I say Flowrider, it should be Senate, I should say. But I think most of the attention at the beginning of the show was on Flowrider's appearance in San Marino's entry, which was just bizarre, but absolutely fantastic nonetheless. You've got to agree. I have had the line kerosene gasoline drop pop roll in my head <laughs> since about eight o'clock yesterday evening <laughs> i've just been in the kitchen i was making making breakfast earlier and said, kerosene gasoline's drop <laughs> and uh, my girlfriend was on the other side of the kitchen went, what are you on about just flow rider you know <laughs> you know what it is just flow rider things yeah wow what a show it was we will be chatting to abby in just a second about pretty much all of these as well so let's pick apart some of the other ones for me one of the songs that i was very disappointed not to see qualifying and i know you disagree and that's the only reason i'm bringing them up denmark what a show they put on to end the semi-final last night rob you seem to disagree however it was fine like it was okay i think there were other songs more deserving of qualifying for the grand final that probably (laughs) did i don't want ola to hear this because naturally, he joined us on our semi-final two preview, Denmark's commentator for the last decade. He was very hopeful that they'd make it through to tomorrow night. So I don't know, maybe we should check in with him. He's probably in bits today. Oh, bless him. I tell you who else is in bits. And that's probably you, Rob. Because as everybody knows by now, big fan of Rafal and the ride for Poland. And your man didn't get through either. Yeah, I don't think either of us can sit here and say that he deserved it, can we? <laughs> <laughs> um, that was an experience 
That three minutes was an experience. In reality, three minutes. However, I felt like it was about, I don't know, half an hour of my time when he was on that stage. It was, uh, yeah, it was an experience. I still stand by it. The studio version, a bop. The version we saw last night in Rotterdam, not so much. He put his heart and soul into it, let's put it that way. Any other highlights from last night, Rob? Well, let's do the thing that we didn't do and then eventually did do on Wednesday. So let's run through who actually did make it through, because that would probably be quite useful for the listeners. So making it through to the grand final from last night, of course. I know you already know this, but I'll tell you anyway. San Marino, Greece, Moldova, Iceland, Serbia, Albania, Portugal, Bulgaria, Finland and Switzerland... A word for the girls from Hurricane, who I am delighted to see in the grand final. I had a feeling you might bring Serbia up when I asked you for some of your highlights. Yeah, they were fantastic, weren't they? They brought so, so much energy. And you would have thought they would have had a tough draw coming straight after Iceland, of course, doing their rehearsal clip that we saw instead of their live performance. But they really sold it and clearly did as well anyway, because they've qualified a Saturday night's final. You could say that they blew away the competition. Is that a is that a reference or well, they're called hurricane, aren't they? Oh yes, yes, of course. It's been a long week. It's a weather it? pattern involving wind. So <laughs> blowing away do you get it? Oh I do get it. Yeah, you can tell it's Friday now, Goodness can't you? Is me. it Friday? Is it Thursday? I don't know what it is. Anyway. Is it 2022? When it, yes, it's Friday. Eurovision's tomorrow, so don't miss it. <laughs> I'll try not to. But yes, it was a fantastic show. I'm sure you're all in agreement. We had another fantastic semi-final, watching from home at least. But don't forget there were 3,500 lucky individuals who were inside the Ahoy watching live music. I think I said this the other day as well. Imagine live music. What a thrill that must be. But... We thought we'd get her back on. Dr. Abby Weisdorf, she joined us on, I would tell you which day, but as I say, I've lost track of days. She joined us earlier in the week anyway, because she went to the jury show on Monday night, but she was there inside the Ohio again last night for the live semi-final number two. So we had to speak to her again to find out what it was like, what the atmosphere was like inside the Ohio. But I started off by asking her how she is feeling the morning after the night before. I'm excited. I think in some ways I'm a little more hyped up now. Um, you know, the atmosphere for a live show, particularly now that it's been going for a bit, um, is is very good and very everyone's really into it. Everyone's kind of getting, oh yeah, this is really happening. This is going on. Um, and so there's that, that real positivity about that, which is very exciting. So I'm I'm all in now. And how did the show last night compare to the jury show you went to on Monday? Because, of course, the jury show on Monday was the first live show that any fans could attend. And yet last night, this was the fourth time and it was the second live show. So how did they compare, not in terms of performances, but in just terms of the atmosphere? I think the energy was slightly better last night. I think, you know, and for the, I mean, the jury show, you know, people know what it is, but it's also not quite the same thing. You know, there's kind of an awareness that this is also a rehearsal. They can repeat things. They can, um, you know, as they did a couple of times. Um, And there's a knowledge that, okay, this one's the real thing, but also you're more swept up into it towards the end of the week. You're kind of like, you know, you're not, you're not wondering how it's all going to go. You're knowing that it is actually happening. And the show really started with a bang on Thursday night, didn't it? There was only one way to start it, San Marino, Senate, and then the addition of Flo Rida. What I want to know is, what was the crowd reaction like halfway through that song when Flo Rida just appeared out of nowhere? 
I think it was incredible. I mean, it was a really good reaction, but also I think Senate herself had a really good reaction at the start of the, yeah, the, start of the show. There was so much energy in that performance um, and so much like lights and everything. Like even, you know, some of, I think some of the, the acts that have a lot of staging, it can be harder to tell that in the arena, um, but Senate, you could tell immediately that this was a huge performance and Flo Rida coming on just kind of, it ramped it up more, but we were kind of already there. One performance I'd love to get your reaction to is, of course, Iceland. Daddy and Gagna Magnet, of course, they were using their rehearsal footage. So he wasn't actually live in the arena for you. But what was the reaction like from the crowd just seeing it on, on the big screens there? Oh, people loved it. I think people in the arena were anticipating it and were super into it. Like they were huge. You know, it was kind of like cheering that you kind of hoped you could hear in his in his hotel room kind of thing. You know, it was people were were very excited. People were cheering really loudly for it. I heard singing along and I think it helped that they also had sort of the the stage lights that would have gone on. They kind of still had them going on in the arena. So it was kind of this big colorful kind of disco experience going on. You could, you know, the performance was still good. You could still tell that. Um, and people were people were still just really enthusiastic about it. Um, even though he wasn't there, you still got the feeling that people really loved it. What were some of the other standout moments for you and the rest of the crowd? Because sometimes when you're watching at home, you like something different. You know, I've been in the arena myself and you get a different vibe sometimes to a live performance compared to it on TV. So for you and for the general rest of the crowd, what other performances really stood out? I mean, we already talked about San Marino. I think that was, you know, that was a big one. That was a big starter. I think um, Finland went over the crowd really well. Um, you know, there's, there was a lot of energy. There was a lot of fire. You could really smell the pyro when that was done. Um, that, that I think had a lot of fun to it. Um, people were really, and you know, when they were sort of last to be called, people were chanting for them during the pause. Like people wanted that. Um, and Denmark, uh, which, you know, everyone is, is gutted and upset that they didn't make it through, including me. Um, so I really, I was really there for that one. So I really, I really hoped, I was really hoping for that one. I've got to ask this one as well. Was there any performances that didn't really land for you inside the arena last night? I think I need to go back and watch whatever Greece was doing. Um, <laughs> well, because... let me ask, let me ask you about Greece because we see it very differently to I imagine how you see it inside the arena because we, of course, uh, you listening at home, you'll remember how the dancers looked on TV where I guess, Abby, were they wearing green tops to make them blend in with a green yes. screen? Yes, yes, it was, and it was all green screen. Like the whole stage was just green. Um, until until the green screen stopped and then she came back and then it was like, oh, there's a performance. That's great. Um, so that was a bit confusing, but the crowd is very much on her side. You know, she's a local girl. She's from Utrecht. Um, so they then, you know, the Dutch audience has known her for a while. Um, so there was a lot of support for her, but it was also just kind of confusing for a while until the performance came back. <laughs> um, I think that was that was a little a little baffling. As we're chatting, we can't not look ahead to the grand final on Saturday unfortunately I say unfortunately you've been very lucky enough to go to two live shows so far but like the rest of us you'll be at home I presume on Saturday night give us an idea who you'll be supporting and how you'll be watching and celebrating on Saturday night I'm gonna join my family um, who are watching it from the states who are you know with the with the streaming services that they have all there and my family is all now very firmly behind Lithuania um, so that's good. I'm going to do my nails up yellow. I'm looking forward to that a lot. I really hope it'll do well. Um, I think my friends here and, and myself, you know, I'm not taking myself out of this. Um, I've had a lot of support for Ukraine. 
Um, that one's really popular. And I think that'll really kind of get people going. Um, so that's, that's going to be exciting. So I think those are the two that I'm really pulling for. And ice, oh, and Iceland as well. Um, my, my brother's favorite. Uh, I was trying to get him a sweater, um, but I think they're not selling him at the moment. <laughs> so, um, but you know, I think those, those are the ones I'm really pulling for. Um, yeah, so I'm going to watch at home, hopefully with some friends, um, you know, everything permitting. But that's, yeah, that's, that's the plan. I, for one, am very excited for Saturday night. I'm sure you are. I'm glad you were one of the ones who managed to get inside the arena this week. Well done to you. And I hope you enjoy yourself on Saturday night. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you very much. Tweet us or find us on Instagram. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. Indeed, we do want you to get in touch. We are, as you heard there, on Twitter, we're on Instagram. And remember, you can still send us an email. Hello at EuroTripPodcast.com. We've got some of your good luck messages in there in our inbox for the artists in tomorrow night's grand final. We will play some of those in tomorrow's grand final preview podcast. And we should say thank you to Dr. Abby for joining us once again on the podcast. But James, now a return of a feature which debuted on the podcast yesterday and we enjoyed so much we thought we'd bring it back we did indeed yeah we loved this yesterday just looking at some of the ridiculous comments that people who clearly don't like the Eurovision Song Contest have to say about it because as much as they hate it they can't stop themselves from talking about it can they Rob (laughs) They really can't. Honestly, you must have seen it over the last couple of days. There is one morning show in particular that have not been able to stay away from the Eurovision Song Contest, it seems. And uh, some of their comments about the contest, ill-informed, disrespectful and ridiculous. They got James Newman on this morning to basically tell him that he wasn't going to do very well and it was all political and uh, bad luck James, basically, which was a ridiculous way to carry on. I felt very sorry for him. And this is probably a good place for me to start then, because I found a tweet from Julie who said, It's a farce. The voting is a joke. Regardless of how good the song is, it is judged on the country. Should have knocked it on the head years ago. Yeah, Julie. I totally agree. And I'm sure everybody else agrees with you, Julie. Yeah, with your tweet who with your tweet that has got no retweets and no likes. I very much enjoy the phrases that get rolled out all the time, like the cliches. Should have knocked it on the head is one of my (laughs) favourites. I've got one here from Tasha. And Tasha says, I think, what we're all thinking. Why can't we just send Adele to Eurovision? Because she's brilliant. How could they not vote for us with her on? There it goes. It's the Adele one. This one gets ruled out every single year, doesn't it? Why don't we just send Adele or Paloma Faith or... Just get with it. We don't send those artists and we just don't. Just get behind the artists we do send instead. What happens, do you reckon, if we ever will send Adele? (laughs) The year we send Adele, all these people will lose their minds. (laughs) They'll go, well, we should should send Adele. She'd win. And then if you could turn around to them and say, oh, we are actually. What would they do? What would (laughs) their comeback be? I I would love to see Minnie's reaction because Minnie sent a tweet as well saying, very simply... In my opinion, it's past its sell-by date, which I thought was very funny. But then Donald came back, and uh, big up Donald, because Donald said, try telling that to the current title holder, whose winner is currently moving up the US Top 100 and has been streamed over one billion times. Yes, indeed. Come on, Donald. (laughs) Great stuff. Uh, Last word to Rachel as well. Uh, And Rachel, this is a tweet we can all get behind. Uh, So, Boeing Bill on Twitter 
was saying that it's ridiculous how much we spend to do very badly. And uh, Rachel came back to him and said, um, well, it actually costs less than one episode of Holby City to produce. So probably probably better guaranteed audience figures. Well done. Well done, Rachel. Wow, they love it, don't they? They love talking about something they really don't like. Because I don't know about you, but if I don't like something, I'll just not watch it. I'll just not tweet about it. I won't get involved. I'll just keep my opinions to myself. But this lot, they love it, don't they? That's true. I've never seen you tweeting about cheese on pasta before. <laughs> don't start that. This is not the place. Do you want me to out you on the podcast right now for I, stupid food opinions? I mean, I wouldn't mind, but we are very busy, so we should probably get on. Very quickly, listeners. James doesn't like cheese on pasta. What is that as a ridiculous food opinion? I'm not even going to give you the satisfaction of replying to that. Instead, shall we get to a chat with one of this year's entries? I think we probably should. We have spoken to many, 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 many of the artists in Eurovision 2021 over the last few weeks and have been very fortunate to do so. We've had a lovely old time talking to them. Also talking to them in a variety of backdrops and backgrounds, which is the benefit of doing the whole thing virtually this year. Your highlight of where you have spoken to a Eurovision 2021 artist, Mr. Rowe? I think mine would be Barbara from France, who was in her lovely, quaint French living room. And she was um, she was chatting to me on her phone. And she was just sort of like going for a little bit of a journey as she was talking to me, just walking around her living room. So I got a full 360 degree view th- during that half an hour chat. Of Barbara or the room? <laughs> the room, the room, yes. <laughs> Uh, I think, yeah, mine was probably Albina, uh, the first artist of 2021 that I had a chat to. Oh, Albina, Croatia, rest in peace. She's not dead. <laughs> um, just not in the final tomorrow. Uh, she was getting her makeup done at the time because I think she was going to pop on Croatian television later that day. So she was half listening to some of my questions, uh, which is impressive given that English is also not her first language. So she was half listening to somebody speaking in a language she didn't understand very well. But she still said some stuff. It was entertaining. It was. You seem to have a habit of speaking to people when they're getting their hair and makeup done. Didn't you speak to Tess Merkel as well while she was getting her, <laughs> getting her hair done for an interview? I did. Tess Merkel off of Melfest 2021. Yeah, you are correct. Um, go A, however, I think is where we're trying to go with this, are now one of the favourites to win the Eurovision Song Contest 2021. Go A of Ukraine who took the arena by storm with their performance on Tuesday night. As we've said, they're now in the top five with the bookmakers to win the Eurovision Song Contest. We'll talk about that betting on tomorrow's podcast, by the way. But we started by asking them what it was like to create their song Shum for the Eurovision Song Contest. Well, uh, first of all, uh, when we were writing the song Shum, uh, we actually we didn't think of it as a, as a song for Eurovision. So uh, the idea was to create a song uh, that we would do on our live shows. So and uh, actually, uh, the song is based on Ukrainian folk song and folk dance, and we wanted to do this dance during our live shows. So uh, the song was, uh, we made the song especially for this purpose. Uh, but then uh, the song has been selected. So uh, actually it was, uh, I, I think it was quite convenient because uh, we, uh, we, we did the song without, you know, any expectations or just being ourselves. So we didn't think like, okay, we should do a song for Eurovision or something like that. So it was just a, uh, you know, fun process of making the song. Uh, it wasn't so, you know, difficult. So it, we just uh, 
you know when uh, when you're you when you're doing music you're writing songs uh, uh, sometimes it's just you know you have the right vibe and uh, everything happens very quickly so just uh, you have some music, Kate has some lyrics and we're trying to combine it, do some arrangement and the song is ready. Uh, when we found out uh, that uh, we we were go we were going to be presentry for Eurovision 2021, uh, it was like it it happened very quickly. So it was in uh, last uh, in April or in March 2020 in March 2020. So we were rehearsing on our studio and uh, we had uh, two messages on our phones. So the first one was Eurovision has been cancelled. And the second one, uh, so we were chosen to be a Ukraine's entry for Eurovision 2021. So, uh, of course, we understood that it, it uh, had to be a different song. Uh, but uh, still, so we, uh, uh, dur during 2020, we wrote a few. Uh, so uh, we took uh, three, uh, yeah, three songs uh, to our jury. Uh, so, and then it was for them to decide. So, as I said before, we didn't think of Shum like for, as an our entry for Eurovision, but still I think it was a very good decision for the jury and we are happy with it. Of course, it's quite, uh, you know, ordinary for these days to just uh, wish you to be safe, but it's uh, very important. Be safe and be happy. So when you're happy, you can do anything. Uh, so be safe, be happy, and uh, we very much hope then, uh, that uh, when pandemic will end, we will be able to visit your country do, to do some live shows. We want to hear from you. Email us hello at eurotrippodcast.com. Fantastic to have Goe on the podcast, or at least a couple of them anyway. We couldn't have all of them. We couldn't be greedy. And good luck to them in tomorrow night's Eurovision Grand Final. We will, of course, be back to the podcast in just a sec. But now, a very quick message about the brilliant queer brewing project and Cloudwater Soda, who are helping us bring you today's episode. Cloudwater Soda, of course, part of the Cloudwater Brew Co, and they provide a great alternative drink if you're looking for something alcohol-free. That's right, and very excitingly, Cloudwater Soda and the Queer Brewing Project are working together on a new soda collaboration, the end result being a delicious new drink called Blossom, and it'll be packed full of banana, orange, and with a hint of coriander seed. They've got form for these off-the-wall flavours. Last night during semi-final two, I enjoyed my can of green tea cloudwater soda. And I will tell you, it was very, very nice. I was a bit sceptical when I popped open the can, but it was very, very tasty. Now, the collab between Cloudwater Soda and the Queer Brewing Project on Blossom that James mentioned will be ready soon. But in the meantime, you can check out their websites, thequeerbrewingproject.com and cloudwatersoda.co. And this is the important bit. We keep telling you, use the code EUROTRIP, all one word, for 10% off queer brewing beers and merch and Cloudwater Soda's range. And that code valid until July the 31st, 2021. This is the Eurotrip. 
When you aren't listening, you can find us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. Warming you up for the Eurovision Song Contest. That's right. We are still with you here almost live from Rotterdam. We've still got loads to come today. And of course, our big grand final preview episode will be with you when you wake up tomorrow morning. But now it's time for another brilliant Eurovision memory from a guest who has joined us in the past here on the podcast. Or should I say two guests, because today it's Paul and Charlie, of course, Paul Harrington and Charlie McGettigan, who won for Ireland back in 1994. This week, we've been lucky enough to hear from some of our other favourite interviews, such as Dave Benton, uh, who was another Eurovision winner, Eldar Gasimov, who won 10 years ago. But today, it's Paul and Charlie, who always have a wonderful story to tell. And here is a lovely snippet from the episode back in December, just before Christmas. And here is Charlie starting off by telling us when he first thought that both him and Paul could actually win the Eurovision Song Contest. It was such an honour from, from, from me, I don't know about Paul, but to, to represent the country. I, I'm not a footballer, I'm never going to be in the Olympic Games, um, but to actually have the pleasure of being representing the country at something was the, was the big thing for me. You know, that was, you know, I just felt so privileged to be there. And um, I, I remember the voting was going, you know, after with about three juries to go. Um, uh, they were all saying, so you're going to win, you can't be beaten now, you know. And I could see the guitar over in the corner. I'm going to have to do a reprise if we win it, you know. But I was afraid. I could see myself going over, taking out the guitar and ready to go. And the winner is Poland, you know. And, 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 and you know, I, I, I don't think either of us ever contemplated or even conceived of a win. We just enjoyed the experience, at least. I don't know about you, Paul, but you know, I enjoyed the experience. Being our own in the national, in, in, the, in the O2 arena, three arena with the president of the country there the, the prime minister of the country there and a massive crowd of people and you're representing ireland to, to 500 million people or something around around yeah, europe well, you I think around the time it was around 400 million television viewers at the time yeah. and, and you're right i mean every you know live audience television audience your home audience your international audience your your state dignitaries, everybody there, your family, all of that. I mean, uh, like you know, honor is almost too 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 light a word for it. It's, it, it was overwhelming, but um, you know, it, as as my one of my brothers sometimes loosely puts it, he said, he said, don't forget you wore the green jersey and you won, not like the other shower. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it's and and speaking of that, I, ne- I never get being in a nightclub not long after, and you know, Packy Bonner and Andy Townsend. Up, I don't know if these are if these are names that you would remember, but uh, you're you're young. These were these were uh, playing on their on our uh, uh, national team. And, and and others, you know, but like them coming over, congratulating you and, and Packy saying, "Oh, sure, I was jumping up and I sprained my ankle jumping up and down on a couch in the in." Yeah. Living in Glasgow at the time. I mean, this this sort of stuff was bizarre. I mean, I mean, it 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 was like, you know, I don't know. It's like, it's like I was going to say it's like the Truman Show, or I was going to say it's 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 like living in Dawkey, where where <laughs> Dawkey is a suburb of 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 uh, Dublin, where all these stars live. You know, and and it's weird. It's like the Truman Show, seeing people going in and out of shops, like all, all very you know faces off the telly sort of thing. But, yeah, you know, funny. The, 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 I don't know about you, Paul, but people are always coming up to me and saying, "I, I was such and such a place when you when when you won the Eurovision Song Contest. I was doing such and such a thing, and I met a woman." 
about oh, 20 years ago. And she said, God, she said, I was listening to you the, 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 the night you won. It was on the mm-hmm. radio. I was in the ambulance going in to have a baby. And the radio was on, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the ambulance. The fellow driving the ambulance, you could hear it. And she said, the baby nearly came on the spot. I was, I was such excited about it. Brilliant to hear so many Eurovision memories on the podcast this week as part of Almost Live from Rotterdam. And we will be hearing from another very special person involved in the grand final on tomorrow's grand final preview podcast, which is very exciting. Even more exciting than that, and we've been building up to this for weeks now, although I appreciate we haven't mentioned it so far in the podcast. It is time for the results of the Eurotrips Eurovision sweepstake for 2021. Yes, very exciting. We are finally here. We can finally announce who has who. Who's got which country in tomorrow night's grand final and who has a chance of winning some one-of-a-kind memorabilia from my box, which I don't actually have here because I've just been so busy I kind of forgotten about it. But the box is somewhere and in it is some exciting things. Um... We've kind of teased them, but if you win, you'll find out. Is that a good enough thing to say? That'll do. Yeah, there is some some tat in there, but it's all <laughs> yes. but it's all Eurovision related. So that is some of what you can win if the country that you have just been drawn with wins this year's Eurovision Song Contest. Now I've got all of the names in front of me. We used one of these online sweepstake generators, which is the 2021 equivalent of me sticking my hat of me sticking my hand into a hat and rustling around. I can do some rustling if you want. But that's Is that the post-it note again? That's the post-it note that I scrunched up the other day. Wow, fantastic. Yes, but we've done the draw. We know who's got who. Uh, we will get in contact with everybody and let you know who you've got. But we'll just go through... Should we do the top five in, in the odds at the moment to give the people who have got the best chance, you'd say, an idea of who they've got? Go on then, yeah. Who do you want first? Well, I'll start at the top. So Italy are currently, as we speak, the favourite. So who has Italy? So Miles Young, if you are listening to this podcast. Miles, you have got Italy. Exciting. Second is France. Now, <laughs> I should reveal that me and James are also in this sweepstake because we thought it would be a bit of fun. And I have got France. Wow. And you think that the listeners are going to think this is not rigged? <laughs> Now, rest assured that if me or James win the sweepstakes, or if the country we have wins Eurovision, second place can have the box, which I think seems fair. Yes, I agree. Although you say if me and James win, then second place will get it. If I win, who do I have? You have got an outside chance, I think is probably the most polite way of saying it. You've got Albania. (laughs) Wow, yes. Outside chance. 25th favourite to win. Uh, Shall we move on to Malta? Indeed. Malta is Rohan. So, Rohan or Rowan. Rowan or Rohan. I don't know how to pronounce your name, but you have got Malta. Either way, good country to have. Fourth in the odds is Switzerland, John's Tears. Joseph Hogg, you have got Switzerland, sir. And finally, we'll just do the top five. Ukraine has gone up and up and up. That is Tim. Tim, you... I've got Ukraine. Um, yeah, I was going to say we'll say some more, but let's not. Just keep a check on your inbox. You'll find out who you've got very, very shortly. And if you want to tweet who you've got in the Eurotrips Eurovision Sweet State of 2021, that would be incredible. Uh, don't forget we are at Eurotrip Podcast. And hopefully 
you are pleased with who you have been drawn with. This is the Euro Trip. When you aren't listening, you can find us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. Warming you up for the Eurovision Song Contest. We have almost reached the end of today's episode of the Eurotrip Almost Life from Rotterdam. But we've got one more exciting little chat to bring you. And it's one that Rob had a little bit earlier on today. Before I bring you that, would you like to know who won fake Eurovision, the dress rehearsal today? Yes, please. I did look earlier on and the UK were in with a good shot after a handful of the countries. Yeah, so the UK ended up on, I think, almost 200 points, which I think James would be delighted with tomorrow. Uh, The winner of Eurovision 2021, or at least the winner of Eurovision 2021 dress rehearsal on Friday afternoon. Spain. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Well... We'll, we'll see if that replicates itself on Saturday evening. Indeed we will. Uh, I think what you were trying to say before that, or you said actually quite succinctly, and then I just took us down a completely different path, yeah. is that we have got one of the spokespeople that you will see on your screens tomorrow night on the podcast today. And as luck would have it, it's someone that we mentioned on this podcast earlier in the week. Do you remember me and James got ourselves in a right old pickle talking about the Benton Eurovision celebration of Eurovision 2022? Me and James invited ourselves around. This is after we played Dave Benton's Eurovision memory on the podcast. Well, Dave's daughter, Cece, the runner-up of Esti Lau 2021, is the Estonian spokesperson for this year. You will have heard her on this podcast a couple of times since the turn of the year, before Esti Lau and then after national final season. Well, she's going to be very busy over the next couple of days. So I was delighted that she found time to have a very quick chat to me. And I started by asking her when she found out she would have such an important job tomorrow night. A few weeks ago, actually. And I was so excited. I was like, oh, my God, no. Oh, my God. I was just like, what is happening? It was awesome. Did you have to think about it twice? Or you were always like, you know what, 20 years after my dad won Eurovision, absolutely. Yeah, I was that. I was like, wait, why are you even asking? Like, yeah, I'm in. Just send me the details. Are you nervous about it at all? Because that's a lot of pressure for a, a lot of pressure for a short amount of time. Yes, 100%, definitely. Because <laughs> um, it's such a short amount of time, you have to give your points, but there are so many ways you can mess it up. You know, I can just like be like, oh, 12 points to Estonia. Oh, wait, we're not here. Sorry. <laughs> and then mess like the whole thing up. So I'm going to see how that goes. What's the plan? Are you going to script something, do you think? Or are you just going to see where the mood takes you at the time yeah I'm more of the see where the mood takes you kind of person I've tried scripting things before it doesn't work uh even uh, you know it goes to the point where like I was in the idol series and my choreographer was just like yeah you see we're not going to create movement for you just be in these points so these cameras can take you and just do what you do (laughs) And how are you with numbers? Because that's the all-important thing tomorrow night. Are you normally okay with numbers? I'm okay with numbers. I'm good. And especially if it's uh, up to 12 points, I think I should be fine. (laughs) So talk to us about what your day tomorrow looks like then. Where are you expected to be? At what time? What's your schedule? 
So actually, my day starts today. So we're ready today because uh, it's the rehearsals and everything. So ready today, I'm gonna go there. Uh, 50 minutes past midnight, and I'm gonna give like you know mock numbers, not real, uh, not the real points, just like for the plate run through. I think they call it in English. So they're having the run through there, and so all the countries are also gonna give fake points. Uh, and uh, I'm going to do that. So that already lessens the chance that I'm going to do something wrong tomorrow. And I might actually make it. Uh, and then tomorrow, uh, basically, knowing me, I'm just going to go through all the songs again. Just see uh, what they were like in the semi semifinals, because I could not watch like the whole semifinals, uh, because just like personal things here. So just also catch up on everything, like what did I miss, Every all of that, go over everything, and then go to ETV, that's the Estonian TV channel, and uh, watch the finals there, and then also give the points, and somewhere in between there, spend about two hours doing my makeup and hair. So not much then. It sounds like you got loads to do. <laughs> it's music, it's makeup, it's art, it's uh, happiness. Of course, all of this, though, does mean that you won't be part of the big Benton Eurovision experience that you've told oh, us about so oh often. I, sw- I really swear I thought my family was going to disown me, but I feel like they'll forgive me because I'm actually a part of it this time. What are they going to be up to? So while you're giving the points for Estonia, obviously they'll be watching you do that. They'll be watching Eurovision. Yeah. What What's the plan? For me or for them? For them, it's watching me and then probably texting me like, you messed up. Uh, well, just to just to mess with me, you know. It's our it's our family. We do this thing where we bully each other, so we need each other's love. It's very healthy. It's beautiful. Uh, but no, no, they're actually they're going to be really supportive. They're going to help me through it when I start freaking out, which is a small chance that I'll do because I'm me and I overthink a lot. Uh, then they'll be there to help me to support me and uh, send me pictures of food to make me jealous. Oh, that would make me jealous. Do you know what's on the menu at the uh, at the Bentons tomorrow night? What's the plan? I don't because it's a big deal. But I don't live there anymore. So within the last two months, I moved to town. So I'm not part of the planning process currently. <laughs> I was gonna say I have to ask you while I've got you on. Of course, it is 20 years since your dad won Eurovision for Estonia. 20 years since Estonia won the competition. Yeah. Has he has he thought about it? Has he mentioned it? Has he brought it up so far this year? That there was such a big anniversary. I feel like I've heard it a few times <laughs> here and there, every few days, every other minute. No, uh, the humor is great, but actually, it's true. We do talk about it a lot, and it doesn't even have to be him mentioning it. It'll be like my sister passing him by and going, "Like, do you remember what you did twenty years ago?" And then <laughs> continuing on. Finally, of course, Saturday tomorrow, the points. This time next year you representing Estonia that's the only way this can go right no pressure <laughs> none <laughs> well let's see like I've always said if there's a song hell yes I don't know if I'm supposed to say that so yes just in case you need to take out the hell part uh Cece good luck wish you all the best can't wait to see you on the telly tomorrow thank you Always great to hear from Cece. Third time she's been on the podcast and every single time she sounded like an absolute delight, hasn't she? One of my favourite people involved with the Eurovision Song Contest. Honestly, as I said at the end, would be tremendous if we saw her on the stage, maybe, representing Estonia next year. And if she does, that journey started right here. Very, very fun. But that is all for today. Of course, though, don't forget we're back with you for one final time 
tomorrow morning as you wake up for our big grand final preview. We'll be speaking to loads of guests to get all of the best opinion and analysis on everything you can expect to see in the grand final show on Saturday night. That's right. Loads of special guests. Loads of special guests from across the continent. Me and James are crisscrossing like a COVID-spreading eagle tomorrow. (laughs) Wow. Jumping around borders. These references are tremendous. A COVID-spreading eagle. Maybe that was said in poor taste. Maybe the eagle doesn't have COVID. He's just flying about like eagles do. Yeah, just a normal eagle. You could have gotten away with that. Never mind. Anyway, look forward to that tomorrow. We've got loads, loads on the show. Eurovision, just around the corner. And check your inboxes as well and make sure you tweet about who you've got in the Eurotrips Eurovision sweepstake for 2021. Yes. So in the meantime, until we're back with you tomorrow morning, don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review and rate us five stars. From me, James, for the sixth time this week, it's goodbye. And from me, Rob, it's goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.